everybody, and welcome to episode number 16. Today we're talking about the power of friendship. Friendship is something I've really grown to understand and appreciate in just the last three to five years, I would say. Maybe even the last two years. That's been most powerful for me. And after posting this topic on my Instagram, some of you reached out telling me your own stories and experiences and struggles with friendships, and I so, so appreciate you doing that. This podcast really is meant to be a collective experience, so it's not just about me and my stories. If you think you have a story or know you have a story or a topic that you would like to share on my show, please reach out. Um, seriously, you can send me a DM on Instagram or email me at the pineapple table podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's dive in. Before we dive in, can I just share with you a really stupid story? Okay. Yes. I know you're forced to listen. Well, really you could just shut me off, but anyway, there's definitely one person right now that shut me off, but it's cool. It's cool. I forgive you. (laughs) I'm walking into work today and some guy stops me in the middle of a crosswalk, like puts his hand out. And he's like, do you have a boyfriend? (laughs) And I just start snort laughing, like, like I turn into Steve fucking Urkel so fast. And I realize then that my game is gone. Like I have zero game. If I had to be single again, I would just live in this dungeon because I lost it. I don't know where it is. Uh, Apparently I turn into Steve Urkel. If, yeah, nope, Steve Urkel, that's me. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, I was like, no, I'm married. And I was like, Like, what a fucking weirdo. He's probably like, that girl, make sure she gets to work all right. All right. Anyway, (laughs) let's talk about, let's dive in again. First, let's talk about why friendships are important to our soul and our overall well-being. Research says that friendships can boost our mood, reduce our stress levels, build our self-confidence, and they can even help us live a longer, happier life, which I truly believe. I believe all those words. I also believe there's different tiers of friendship. So as I was thinking about this, I was kind of breaking down the different categories or different, I guess, tiers, levels of people in my life. I did find somewhere that there's a website that I found that's really cool that breaks it down into 10 tiers, but for the sake of my own sanity and this podcast and time and all that stuff, um, I found another source that breaks them into five categories that makes most sense in my brain. So I want to share that with you. And here they are. Number one, like the lowest tier or category is going to be strangers. And that means I know of you. So that could be like a friend of a friend, someone you really don't know. Tier two are acquaintances which is, I know you, you've maybe met a few times, blah, 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 blah. By the way, acquaintances, so fucking hard to spell. Moving on. Tier three, casual friends. I like you. You maybe hang out once in a while. You share memes back and forth on Instagram. (laughs) Memes is a love language, BT dubs. Tier four, now we're really high, we're getting high, is close friends. That's I understand you. So this is kind of where we start to unlock some emotional levels. You have a very strong bond with this person. You connect with them. You trust them. You hang out often, maybe. Or if it's long distance, you are just constantly in uh, communication with each other, reaching out, or at least making an effort to do so. And then tier five, the highest level for this is intimate friends. And that's I connect with you. So this probably developed over time, this relationship. 
you likely have history and memories together. You probably shared some vulnerable experiences together that's deepened your bond. And you almost connect on like a spiritual level. Not many people have that blessing in their, I'm going to call it a blessing, a blessing in their life to have those, that intimate level of friendship. And after reflecting on this, I believe that, and from experience, that people can bounce in and out of acquaintances to casual friends, right? But once they've crossed over to that close friends tier, the bouncing stops because it's very hard. And I'll go out on a limb and say impossible to bounce between casual friends to closer intimate friends. There's just way too much trust and emotion involved. Does that make sense? Like once someone has crossed over to being a close friend, they don't bounce back to casual friend. That sounds to me like that tier you can only stay in. And if you go back, it's a falling out. That's how my brain perceived that. I also believe the key to close friendships is vulnerability or some sort of equally shared experience. And time doesn't necessarily mean anything in this tier. So it's not necessarily how long you've been friends. It's more the, it's the shared experience that unlocks the next level of friendship. So you may have met someone a month ago and shared some super crazy experience or some super vulnerable experience with them and you unlocked a level of close friendship. So that term fast friendship, that's what I think of. The reason I had the idea of doing this episode is because I was with a friend recently and she said something along the lines of, Friendship is a big deal. Like, it's an active choice of deciding to spend your time and energy with that person. It's kind of like marrying someone, right? Like, choosing that person. We get to decide who we're going to be friends with. I think that's such a beautiful thing. In my 20s, I had zero self-confidence when it came to friends. I was like a chameleon. And would often find myself changing my own likes and values, etc. to be friends with these people. Which is not authentic. Which is not sustainable in the long run, right? Have you ever had a friendship where you know it just doesn't feel authentic or genuine and you kind of just feel like you have to pretend to be someone you're not? Yeah, that's not going to be sustainable. For me, I craved a sense of belonging. And this is actually one of my, like, things, my old stories that I would tell myself that I never belonged or I never had that feeling like I belonged, which made friendships pretty difficult. In high school and early, like, college days, I had different groups of friends, but none of which I felt super duper connected to. Yeah, I said super duper. What's up? (laughs) I also had some shitty experiences with groups of friends, particularly women. So some shitty friends that happen to be women, like it happens, right? But that completely made me build a wall when it came to female friendships. 
I actually found myself drawn more towards male friendships back then because they were so cut and dry and clear, whereas females just carried way too much emotions and they were very hard for me to read. And this reflected a lot on myself, right? Because we are just a reflection. Like what we see in others is a reflection on ourselves. And this reflected a lot of the things I struggled with at the time, which like, hello, vulnerability, that was hard for me and understanding my own emotions. So naturally that kind of made sense that putting a wall up and not understanding females worked for me. <laughs> anyway, I'll spare you the details because they truly are not important. Details are not important. Just know I had a couple of crap experiences and then it finally came to a head after I found out someone I had called a friend was doing super shitty things to me, blah, blah, blah. I do remember, this is a fun fact, that it was July 4th and I have no idea what year it was, but that was the day or the night that I decided to cut ties with people and start over. I just decided. I almost made like a pact with myself. But I did stay connected to one very, very dear friend. But other than that, I started a very lonely process of finding friends. And it was super, super lonely. But looking back, it was probably one of the most bravest things I did. That time gave me time and opportunities to explore who I was, to see things I liked and the direction I wanted my life to go in, who I wanted to spend my life with. And that's, I'm not talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendships, people. And this opened the door for me to meet and welcome in some amazing people, specifically females. This is really where it started. I really started to understand real friendships and it felt so good. It also gave me time to reflect on older friendships and to even reconnect with some of them. And looking back, as I was prepping for this podcast, I was asking myself this question, what hinders friendships? And yeah, there's lots of things, right? Like, Someone who lies to you, someone who's not nice to you, all that stuff. From my experiences and just removing the shitty actions of others, like out of the way, I claim responsibility for losing or not building on many friendships that I had in the past. The biggest thing for me was that I was definitely dealing with some major social anxiety that I just ignored. Or I didn't know what it was, what it was. I had no idea. Looking back, I had no idea what it was. And social anxiety can hinder and even end friendships. This can be really hard to understand if you are someone who doesn't suffer from anxiety. It's also a topic that can feel shameful and embarrassing. And if you're like me, you probably keep it or kept it a secret, which makes it worse. Anything you keep a secret grows. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. And it's probably likely not a super good thing. I always think of, you know, stranger things like the Demogorgon. It's like, it just constantly is going to grow and grow and grow the more it festers. And when we talk about it or when we call it out, especially anxiety, it can't grow anymore. We don't, it's not so scary, right? It doesn't like to be called out because it, it ends up dying. Social anxiety would cause me to flake out on people. And if you have social anxiety, you're like probably nodding your head like, yep, totally get it. I would cancel plans 
at the last minute I would be super indecisive. I wouldn't show up. I would be super reserved or withdrawn. People would think I was a super bitch, but honestly, I was freaking out inside. Or I was standoffish, etc., etc. I'd also have physical reactions like shakiness, which honestly no one probably noticed, but if you have anxiety, you think everybody notices. You know what I mean? I would get choked up on my words and then I would just replay these moments over and over and over again in my head that going out or being with these friends, it was just more stressful to do because I couldn't get over this part. I remember I also had this thing when I was younger with cars. So in like high school and college days, if someone someone was coming to like pick me up, I would all of a sudden talk myself into thinking something bad was going to happen and I would cancel. I would tell myself it was intuition and staying home was safer and I would avoid it. You know what I mean? Like avoidance. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I don't know. No amen. Social anxiety is something I deal with still, but honestly, it's pretty rare. I, I've learned to do work around it. I've called it out, all that stuff. So if you are dealing with social anxiety, know that there, there's ways to get help and it's not forever. What I do find myself dealing with, though, is that old story, where do I belong? That comes up sometimes for me still. And maybe it's just intertwined and dressed up as social anxiety or vice versa, but either way, that old voice pops in sometimes and will question if I belong where I am. If that doesn't make sense to you, it's totally okay. Let's just keep walking. <laughs> it's okay. If that didn't make sense, if it made sense, great. If not, it's okay. It's all good. Woo! There's so much to cover and so little time, and I always try to promise you guys that I keep my podcast episodes within 20 minutes, but I really want to wrap this episode up by talking about the things I value or look for in friendships and why I appreciate friendships more now than ever before, especially female friendships. Okay, quickly, think about the top three things you value or look for in a friendship. Ready, set, go. Okay, my turn. Love this game. <laughs> Top three things that came up for me. Number one, loyalty. And within loyalty, that includes, you know, being honest, truth telling, all that stuff. Number two, that they're a good hearted person. They mean well, they're kind, they're compassionate. Number three, they're dependable. And I'm just going to shoot a number four in there because there's a lot more to my list. But number four, they have a really good sense of humor or they're playful and they're fun. That's huge for me. I wonder if you had some of the same ones. Did you have any of those three or even four that I mentioned? I'm just so curious about what people value in friendships and what they look for. So if you want, I probably will make this an Instagram post, but please let me know. Please don't be afraid to drop it in comments or send it to me um, via DM. In the last few years, particularly this year, I've developed some amazing friendships. I do believe this was because in the past, I was not ready for them. I'm also more confident now in myself than ever before. I know my likes, my passions. I have a deep belief in who I am. I feel very rooted and grounded. And also, I needed to majorly switch my mindset. And I want you to hear this from I get to be friends with this person to we get to be friends because I am lucky to be friends with you 
and you are lucky to be friends with me. That second part took me a really long time to understand and to be able to say. Because hear me out. Not everyone deserves your time and your energy and especially your friendship. And not everyone is meant to be in your top tiers of friendships. And all of that is okay. And if you are struggling with a friendship that's costing you more energy, ask yourself, what am I gaining from this relationship? And what is it costing me? Maybe getting curious enough will give you the courage to open or to close the door. Either way, it doesn't need to be a big deal. You just need to decide. Anyway, thanks for pulling a seat up with me today and listening in. I hope you have the courage to share your heart and to be brave enough to leave a friendship that doesn't hold it safely. Until next time, remember, you're never alone. Bye, guys.